0: to my public life as an american nerd i am your host david k montoya welcome to the celebration of nerdism that's right i said nerdism originally i was going to go through and talk about what makes a nerd but i think we all know what makes a nerd but instead, kids, what I've decided to do is go through and celebrate the things that we love that makes us a nerd, whether it be cartoons, animated movies, manga, sci-fi, Star Trek, Star Wars, uh, you know, science, real science, math, you know, Whatever it is, comic books, you know, of course, we can't forget the comic books because that's my big thing. But we're going to come together and we're going to celebrate these things as nerds. And for the first episode, I decided that we are going to celebrate something that was like the first step for me as a child. Uh, becoming a nerd. And that would be back in 19, between, like, 81 and 84. The timeline's a little shady. Because, well, shit, I was was born in 1977. So, you know, I I was neither, like, between four and seven, okay? Not even double digits. My grandfather, my great-grandfather, he was a huge wrestling fan. And when I was a little boy I lived with my great grandparents and he had his own little back bedroom which in today's world would have been considered a man cave but that was his room. And I remember going back there and he had this little tiny black and white it was a it was a black and white TV which later on actually became mine. But that's a whole nother story. And I remember he was watching wrestling. And he was all into it. He was screaming and yelling at the TV. And for some reason I remember this. I remember this as clear as day. It was a still cage fight in Madison Square Garden between Rowdy Roddy Piper and Jimmy Superfly Snooka. Now, I don't remember the actual back and forth of wrestling. You know, them wrestling back and forth, back and forth. And I want to say that Rowdy Piper was bleeding. I don't think Snooka was, but I think Rowdy Piper was bleeding. Which, that uh, captured me as a little boy, because I'm like... You know, holy crap, you know, they're they're fighting, they're beating each other up, and they're bleeding. You know, again, I'm between four and seven. I don't realize that this is all staged. And the only thing that I, I absolutely remember is Jimmy Superfly Snuka. He went and he climbed up the steel cage, and he did his dive. His, you know, splash dive. And he hit it. On Rowdy Piper. And, of course, he got the one, two, three. Good guy wins. And I remember my grandfather, he was all excited. And. He brought me into the world of, of professional wrestling. You know, as a fan. And we would enjoy wrestling every Saturday. You know, we would watch it on, uh, I want to say it was like channel channel nine KCLA, I believe. And we would, we would watch what would essentially become WWE wrestling back then. It was, uh, you know, world wrestling federation, WWF, um, I know, WWF, it belongs to World Wildlife Foundation or whatever crap that, that, you know, stuff is. Um, But I guess we refer to it today as WWE. And as a little boy in the 1980s, um, you know, it had to have been... Because I remember... I remember finding out about Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan was um, getting ready to wrestle the Iron Sheik. And Iron Sheik was the world heavyweight champion. Well, actually, yeah, yeah, he was was the champion. And um, he wrestled Hulk Hogan. And I remember that was a big deal because, again, it was in New York, Madison Square Garden. And, um, that was, I know it was January. I remember it was January and I remember it was around 1984. So if so being that, then the Superfly and Rowdy Roddy Piper might have been 1981. Because by this time I, I was a fan. I was a wrestling fan. By the time Hulk Hogan won the world title, and I remember my my grandfather, my great grandfather. Um, no, mind you, he was born in like 1908, so he he's no longer with us. Obviously, he'd be like 120 years old or something like that. What going on? 120 um he was all enthralled in in wrestling he was all into it and being like i was saying you know being a a little boy in 1980s uh being a wrestling fan at that i was a big Hulkamaniac. you know i loved wrestling and my great-grandfather um He hated wrestling. Well, not he didn't hate wrestling. He hated Hulk Hogan. He loved wrestling. He hated Hulk Hogan. Now, as a little boy, I didn't understand as to why until, you know, later on when I got older and I I started looking up backgrounds and stuff, I realized that Hulk Hogan was actually a heel, which in wrestling terms means he was a bad guy. And he had literally just swapped to become a good guy. So, my great grandfather had kind of animosity, you know, still there because he was a heel. Um, and I remember I was all excited because Hulk Hogan won the world title, and he was all upset. Now, enter my stepfather, my my stepfather Randy, who's no longer with us. Um, we lost him. In 2011, he was only 59. But he was another person that really, he he not only opened my eyes up to professional wrestling, because he he would watch wrestling with me every Saturday. You know, when my my grandfather exited the picture, my stepdad stepdad entered the picture, and he watched wrestling with me as well. But... He's also the one who brought me into the world of uh, boxing and mixed martial arts, which is you know MMA, more commonly known through nerdum is you know UFC kind of thing. And he was more into the whole Kogan thing, and I don't know to this day. I really don't know if he actually he he was a big wrestling fan as he pretended, but you know, he saw a little boy that needed an outlet for his imagination and wrestling was it. So he, he kind of applied it. And in fact, I remember this was in the late, late eighties, early nineties, maybe. No, it was was late eighties. Um, We got to go see um, a WWE wrestling event. Now, it wasn't nothing special. It was a house show. Um, And I got to – it was the first and last time I've ever been to a live event. And I got to – or I got to wrestle. I got to watch uh, The Ultimate Warrior. And he wrestled Macho Man's younger brother, uh which but his name was uh lenny popo but but at, at that time he was going by the genius um uh I believe i seen Kurt henning, mr perfect um at that time, demolition was a big thing uh if you don't know and if you if you are like a a new gin wrestling fan, and you've never heard of demolition uh look them up. They were they were badass in the 80s. Now they might look kind of campy and silly now in today's world, but again, being a little boy in 1980s uh demolition was like this. They were straight out of Road Warrior. Um you know Mad Max Road Warrior kind of thing. They were bad. I got to watch them wrestle. Um I got to see the Macho Man. I got to see Earthquake. Um you know, the sad thing is, is it's been so many years, my memory's starting to fade on, on what I got, you know, who I met. Oh, Brutus Beefcake. I got to, to meet uh, Brutus the Barber Beefcake. He was pretty cool. Now, what is it? What is it that, as nerds, that brings us to enjoy wrestling? What is it? Um... Is it now? Most nerds like comic books or you know superhero cartoons, manga, anime, that kind of thing. Is it because wrestling is is larger than life? You know, um, they look like you know superheroes. Now, the interesting thing is is this is that when I went to a Wizard World convention back in 2008 and I got to meet Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, which I won't lie. You know, it was really cool to to meet him because as a little boy, he was like one of the big enemies to Hulk Hogan and, you know, always trying to get Hulk Hogan's world title from him. So it was kind of cool to meet him. But, you know, it was like, again, being a child watching this, um, you know, when him and Hulk Hogan wrestled, it looked like two giants wrestling, you know, they were fighting to the death kind of thing. And I, I do realize that, you know, when, when I met him in 2008, he was older and, you know, he obviously, you could tell he hadn't been working out, he put on some weight, um, but he was just a lot smaller than what i expected and to be honest with you I, I i think i was not only was i taller but i was actually stockier you know and right now i, I you know i'm 62 257 okay um so i am an, i'm not a tiny person by no means um but I was kind of surprised because, you know, you have that image put into your head that, you know, these are these are superhero like people, you know, they're the the evil, the bad guys, the villains, the the heels, as they're called in wrestling. And um, I remember I met Virgil, too, and he's tiny. I mean, he he, he was still, you know, in good shape. But for a professional wrestler, he was actually really tiny. I'll tell you who was tiny was um that same day I met Rob Van Dam, RVD. And I know he's like – he says he's like six foot tall. But I I think probably on his best day, he's probably about 5'11". And he was surprisingly small. Um, You know, he was more toned. You know, you could tell that he went to the gym a lot, but he was he was actually a small guy. And I guess what I'm getting on is, is the tangent of that's TV magic. You know, they they make it look like the the land of the giants, you know, the land of the superheroes, the land of the supervillains. And that leads me to the to wonder as to why is it that nerds not all nerds but a lot of nerds like professional wrestling um i i wonder if it's so closely connected of of you know the the so outrageous storylines that wrestling have and of course the outrageous storylines in comic book they they fall pretty hand in hand I, i more think about it um you know, and that's something that i always enjoyed. Now, I watched wrestling religiously all the way up until about 1995. It was about 1995 is when um, I stopped. It was, yeah, it was about 95. Um, I was 18 at the time. And I was getting ready to graduate high school, and I was dating Lacey, who would later become my wife um so the the fairy tale story of wrestling kind of drifted for about uh, about a year, yeah, it was about a year um because I had started watching wrestling again. Um, but this time I started watching it when I, when we, we moved in Arkansas, moved to Arkansas in 1996. Um, and this was around the time that Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, who were diesel and Reza de Ramon, uh, jumped ship and went to WCW and they formed the NWO. And I actually caught the the very beginning of that. And so I was a, a hardcore fan of the NWO, WCW wrestling during that whole timeline. And I fell out of wrestling. It was about 2002. Now... I, well, 2001 um, was probably the last year that I was like a hardcore fan when WCW got bought out by uh, WWE, you know, I had lost interest and um, I kind of intermittently checked in with WWE because they were running WCW stars and then... 2001 is when my first child was born in November. So, you know, I was kind of busy with that. But I still liked wrestling for, for the most part. And then by 2002, um, which I was 25 in 2002, uh, you know, I, I had lost, for the most part, I'd lost interest in Wrestling. Then in 2008, so for six years I didn't watch wrestling. And then at the age of 31, I decided to come back and start watching wrestling again. Now that was short lived too, because when I came back, there were all these new superstar wrestlers. I'm like, who the heck are you guys? I'm going to try to keep this episode, I'm going to try to keep this podcast clean, by the way. So uh, I'll try to keep the profanities clean out completely um and ah you know I, i was like okay okay so i've watched wrestling intermittently all the way to now eight years later um and there's still some faces that like chris jericho um I remember when he wrestled in ECW, man. He's—I think he's—he's got to be getting close to that fifty mark. I think he should be start thinking about retiring too. But it's—it's it's something that you always go back to, you know. Like I said in the very beginning, it's like that—that uh, that on and in, on again, off again relationship. You know, I love you, I hate you, I love you, I hate you, I love you. And I think that's kind of where, for, well, I don't know about nerds in general, but for this nerd, you know, that's that's what I feel. Um, as of right now, I'm liking most of the product that's being produced by WWE. I don't watch that TNA. Um, I think I've watched like one episode and that's when Hulk Hogan went there for the first time and that was it. I mean even for how much I enjoy Hulk Hogan he that product just didn't work for me. And though I do like the the new era of wrestling as they're calling it you know one will have to think about the comparison to The old school, as it were, you know, I know that they try to, they're trying to make uh, a wrestler named Roman Reigns, the new Hulk Hogan, and it just doesn't work. I mean, yeah, there's, they've got John Cena, which, you know, a lot of people compare him to the Hulk Hogan. Okay, that's fine. Um, he can wrestle; that's a plus. Um, not very well, but he can wrestle. Even though he's been wrestling for like twenty years or something like that. Um, but I don't think there'll be ever a Hulk Hogan. But I'm digressing. This isn't what we're. we're I'm not really want to compare, you know, the the old school to the new age now. Um, Again, because my view is skewed through age. You know, when I was watching wrestling uh, in the 80s, you know, I was, well, up until, well, I became 10 in 87. So, you know, that kind of tells you something. And then... Um, So for for the most part, you know, the whole Hulk Hogan run is I was a child is what I'm trying to say, you know, so that, that filter is different from almost a 40 year old man that sits in front of you, you know, and and talks to you today. It's, um, I I will always be a fan of the classics. In fact, I I purchased uh, a monthly membership for the WWE network it's only 9.99 a month or something like that and i go back and i watch like old school wrestling um you know from the 80s and 90s and i sincerely enjoy it now i know it's a thing it's a generational thing because like there's some things like the AWA from the 70s i could care less I mean, I I know that even they're like pre superstars of, you know, my time, but it just, I couldn't care for them. So I know that because the 80s and 90s were, it was my generation, you know, the gap, I'd say between 80, 84 to 94 was my really, my big thing. You know, so I have a a very special uh, bond and my head for, you know, Hulk Hogan, Brett the Hitman Hart, uh, Diesel, Shawn Michaels, Brutus the Barber Beefcake, Macho Man. Um, it, it's. It'll, it'll never get as good as that for me. And I, I realize that people that are in that age, uh, which I'm pretty sure you're not listening to this podcast, but, you know, what I'm trying to say is each generation has its own special, unique people. So, of course, it, it'll it never be as as good as my generation. Or it'll never be as good as your generation. Because that's what we grew up. And like I said, you know, our, our prism is, is different. It's skewed. Because we, we were children. And, you know... We see things more innocently, more open-eyed as children than as adults. But as a nerd, we embrace it. We embrace the the fake hits, the sometimes the corny storylines. And let me tell you, you know, I'll I'll go into this, and then we'll we'll wrap it up is i never I, I don't know what what's wrong with me again maybe it was just because i was too old but i don't know because i did enjoy the nwo thing and that was about the same time i enjoyed you know that wcw product but i i didn't care for the attitude era um not until much, much later, did I, I, see, I think it was because they brought in, um, Stone Cold Steve Austin, which, uh, I used to watch W, well, even before it was WCW, I used to watch NWA, you know, like Nikita Koloff, Magnum TA, Ric Flair, Sting, you know, the, uh, the great, you know, Dusty Rhodes, um, Ivan Putski, you know, classic wrestlers, and I digress. I, I <laughs> actually I digressed. I forgot what I was saying. I I got so caught up talking about it. But <clears throat> the with Steve Austin. Now I used to watch Steve Austin back in the NWA. Um, and he was a heel. He was a bad guy. And then NWA, WCW, he teamed up, and he he was a Hollywood blonde. So that's the way I, – I always seen him as like a mid-card performer. And then in the 90s, early – no, it was mid-90s. It was like 95. It was like almost right as I was getting ready to stop watching wrestling. Um, that he went to WWE – and he became the new million-dollar champion, the ringmaster. You know, and he had the little buzz cut. And he didn't really have much of a personality. So then I tried to watch some of WWE back in um, Arkansas, back in, the nine, like, 97. Same time, you know, the whole NWO thing. And now... They had Stone Cold Steve Austin, the beer drinking, swearing, SOB rattlesnake. And he was battling Brett the Hitman Hart, the best there was, there is, and ever will be. And I just, I was like, ah, you know, they've got Steve Austin, a mid card, you know, battling for the world title. Now, mind you, I had missed that whole build up, the King of the Ring and, and all that. So I didn't know. So, yeah, it was kind of ignorance there. But, um, because I, I do like Steve Austin now. Um, not so much the attitude era, but more post attitude era. Because I, I've just, it was too raunchy for me. Wrestling has, has always been family entertainment. Um, and yeah, you can make a deep, you know, drama and you can get risque at times but you don't want to step to the line every single time for me anyway that's just my opinion so when i heard that steve austin had uh won the the world title from brett the hitman hart i was like okay well that's that's the way that they're going and i tried to view and i and they had made the hart foundation this is before you know owen hart had died um, you know, so it was the Hart Foundation, Bret, uh, Bret Hart, Owen Hart, Jim Danville nighthart um, uh, who, oh, um, Davy Boy Smith before he died. You know, he was he was he married to the sister in real life. Uh, they were brother-in-laws, and they they were all villains. They were hills. and I'm like, why in the heck did you just make my favorite wrestler in the entire world uh, second to? Hulk Hogan? I don't even know if it's second. I mean, Hulk Hogan and Bret Hart, they run a really close first. I mean, it's really hard. But I was just not into it because they had made Hitman a bad guy. So I didn't care for um, Sable running around almost, you know, butt naked. Um, I thought it was trashy, to be honest with you. And... I don't know. I just didn't care for the attitude error. I always stuck with the the WCW. And then post WCW, like I said it was off-on. But again, I, dig- I digress. I think it's because we're coming to the end of this show. Um this show is just a little little blurb to uh, almost like a shout out to all my nerds out there. Um I'm a nerd I've been a nerd, I've been an outcast, and be who you are. It doesn't matter if you're unpopular, even though in today's world the nerds are embraced and and I'll tell you when I was a kid that was not something that was embraced um, you you'd get bullied unless you bullied back or fought back, but in this day and age. Nerds are welcome. So embrace who you are. You know, if you're a nerd, embrace it. If you're a geek, embrace it. You know, it doesn't matter. You are your own individual, and I see that happening a lot. You know, as, as people, people want to be sheeps. Don't be sheeps, kids. Be your own person. Go out, do something, make a difference in the world. As long as you don't hurt nothing or nobody. Make a difference. Be yourself. All right. Thank you for stopping by for this first episode of my public life as an American nerd. Come back next week, and I will continue to travel down this path of, of nerdism. Again, if you have any idea of what you want me to talk about in our celebration of nerdism, drop me a line. My public life at Jayzomon j a y z o m o n dot com and I'll put something together and we'll talk about it for this week I am David K. Montoya and come back next week because I don't have an extra and maybe next week I'll we'll have something to say something witty to, to sign us out with so until then have a great week